Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Sox fans, this is the Sox Machine White Sox Wake Up Call for Wednesday, June 19th, 2019. I'm Josh Nelson. I love the game of baseball because of the drama. We see it in other sports like basketball with buzzer beaters and football with last second field goals, but nothing compares to the buildup of tension when a pitcher is staring down a hitter in a crucial situation. Those 30 seconds between pitches seem to last a lifetime, and depending on the result, is an outcome you'll never forget. Yesterday was the start of the Crosstown Classic as the Chicago White Sox visited Wrigley Field. The A storyline was on Aloy Jimenez. From a Sox point of view, it was an opportunity to see if he can continue his torrid pace in the month of June. But for Cubs media point of view, it was the return of their top prospect that was dealt for Jose Quintana. It appeared we were ready for a grand welcome back for Jimenez in the first inning. With the bases loaded and one out, Jimenez had an opportunity to really set starting pitcher Cole Hamill's back. Instead, Jimenez grounded out to a 5-4-3 double play, resulting in a loud ovation from Cubs fans knowing they just escaped out of a jam. Those cheers only got louder in the bottom half. Kyle Schwarber was the Cubs' leadoff hitter, and he took Ivan Nova deep for an opposite field solo home run. It felt like it was going to be the game's omen for the White Sox. Missed offensive opportunities turned into a benefit for the Cubs. But offensively for the Cubs, that was it. They couldn't muster a sustained rally against Nova, who only lasted five innings throwing 70 pitches, 40 of them strikes, but manager Rick Renteria decided to avoid the possibility of a big inning due to T-top and go to his bullpen. Aaron Bummer was first in relief and he handled the 6th and 7th innings so well, 
don't be surprised to hear Cubs radio shows and podcasts pitch trade ideas for the Cubs to acquire Bummer. Just lights out, pitching two scoreless innings with three strikeouts. In the top of the sixth inning, Louis Garcia split the gap in right center with a line drive to lead things off. But as the ball slowly rolled to the wall, Garcia appeared to be running very gingerly. Typically, that hit would have resulted in a triple, but Garcia could only muster a double. That ended up being okay because Tim Anderson hit a grounder in the hole at short, allowing Garcia to advance to third base. Javier Baez, though, tried to get Anderson out at first with a hero throw, and well, it wasn't heroic as it sailed away from Anthony Rizzo, allowing Garcia to score the tying run, making it a one-to-one game. Then the drama of a controversial call by home plate umpire Jeff Nelson. No relation. Anderson took off to steal second when Jose Abreu swan and miss on a changeup low and outside for strike three. Anderson easily swiped second base. But Cubs catcher Victor Caratini tried to induce contact with Abreu, forcing an interference call. On replay, it doesn't appear that there was any contact, but umpire Nelson thought Abreu's weight carried him enough across home plate, barely, interrupting the throwing path, and thus interference was justified. So instead of one out with a runner on second, it was bases empty with two outs. That call became more painful when James McCann singled past Anthony Rizzo down the right field line, That would have easily scored Anderson. Jimenez was next, and he displayed great patience against Hamels. On a full count, Jimenez laid off Hamels' low pitch for ball four to put runners on first and second for Jose Rondon. Unfortunately, Rondon flew out to center, ending the threat. Then the dumb part. Renteria pulled a double switch, replacing Jose Rondon with Yohan Makata. Before the game, it was reported that Mikata's back hurt swinging right-handed, but it was fine enough to play in the field. Well, in the seventh inning with two outs, Mikata tried to bunt three times against Cole Hamels and then watched strike three without swinging at the pitch as it appeared he didn't look comfortable at the plate against the lefty. Why Mikata is not on the injured list if he can't swing right-handed without pain is beyond me. But Makata came in handy in the 8th inning in his toughest test with his white, with the White Sox to date. Evan Marshall with one out faced Chris Bryant, who popped up to left center. Now, if Garcia was even 80% healthy, he runs in to make the catch for the second out. Instead, no communication between Garcia, Jimenez, and Anderson, and the ball drops in between all three, allowing Bryant to reach first base. Now, what Cubs media will complain about is why wasn't Brian on second if he was hustling out of the box? Well, that might be a fair question because against Anthony Rizzo, Marshall got the sluggy first baseman to hit a grounder right at Mikata, who started the 5-6-3 double play. If Bryant hustled out of the box right away, he would have been at second base on the fly ball that dropped in between Anderson, Jimenez, and Garcia. Instead, a little bit luck for the White Sox to get the double play, ending the threat. Tied 1-1 in the ninth inning. A center fielder who can't run full speed. A third baseman who can't swing right-handed. 
the White Sox were in a dire need of runs in order to pull off the upset. Facing Pedro Strope, James McCann picked up his second hit of the night with a single to center field. That set the table for Aloy Jimenez to produce a memory that he and White Sox fans will never forget. That call is from WGN-TV by Jason Benetti and Steve Stone. A broken bat, 397-foot home run by Jimenez put the White Sox up 3-1. Alex Colome came in for the ninth, pitching a 1-2-3 inning, and the White Sox win 3-1 in one of the most tension-filled games in June you'll ever witness. And Aloy home run gifts forever. A moment for those that watched will never forget. Man, how do you follow up last night? How about Lucas Giolito on the hill? 9-0 in his last 11 starts. Giolito has a 0.94 ERA with 65 strikeouts during his 8-game winning streak. Facing Giolito will be John Lester. The veteran has not been as hot as Giolito on the mound, posting a 7.59 ERA in his last 6 starts. So the White Sox offense should have an opportunity to generate some offense for Giolito. After last night, the White Sox should have the Cubs' attention. First pitch is at 7.05 p.m. Central Time, which you could watch on NBC Sports Chicago or listen to the call on 7.20 a.m. WGN. All right, so how could last night get any better? Well, MLB Pipeline released an updated top 100 prospect list. And if you remember, one of our best friends of the show, Jim Callis, hinted that Luis Robert could be in their top five. Well, Robert is, as he's the fifth-ranked prospect in the top 100 for MLB Pipeline. To celebrate, Robert was in the Southern League All-Star game. And after struggling in his past 10 games, where Robert has gone 6-for-38 with 13 strikeouts in multiple hitless games. Robert led off the game with a double, and then he followed that up with a triple to finish a 2-for-3 night and winning the Southern League All-Star MVP award. Pretty good night for the rebuild. In regular season action, the Charlotte Knights lost to Syracuse in 10 innings, 4-3. to Adam Engel hit his 8th home run of the season, but the bigger news is that John Jay was lifted for Joel Booker during the game. The Knights did a similar move for Zach Collins a couple days ago because of a promotion. Is it time to finally see John Jay with the White Sox? Stay tuned. Around Major League Baseball, the Miami Marlins blanked the St. Louis Cardinals 6 to nothing. Jordan Yamamoto hasn't allowed a run in his first two starts. So for those that play fantasy baseball, pick this guy up. Cleveland, behind five home runs, including a three-run shot from Jose Ramirez, bombed the Texas Rangers 10-3. The Indians are now four games above 500. They are at 38-34 and and a half game behind the Rangers in the wildcard standings. The Mets crushed the Braves 10-2 as Peter Alonso hit his 24th home run of the season with Jacob deGrom striking out 10 over 8 and one-third innings. 
Derek Dietrich got to Justin Verlander early for his 18th home run in 2019 in a three-run first inning, and that was enough for the Cincinnati Reds as they beat the Houston Astros 4-3. The Los Angeles Angels beat the Toronto Blue Jays 3-1 as the Angels are back to 500 at 37-37. In a battle for first place in the American League East, the New York Yankees, thanks to recently acquired Edwin Encarnacion, hit his 22nd home run of the season, edging the Tampa Bay Rays 6-3. And Josh Bell hit his 20th home run for the Pirates, but the Tigers ended up winning 5-4. That will do it for this White Sox wake-up call. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and audioboom.com slash Machine. If you enjoy the podcast, feel free to leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or on Google. You could also help support the site and show at patreon.com slash Machine, where our Patreon supporters get extra content plus an ad-free copy of each show. We'll be back later tonight recapping the White Sox and Cubs series with Sox Machine Live. Hopefully, we are talking about another White Sox winner. Have a great Wednesday, everyone. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Josh Nelson. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. And now, Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Check out our amazing offers on internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible x gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.